This is the Business Owner Challenge with Brady Marlowe of Execso. As a business owner, you have unique financial challenges, especially when it comes to transitioning your company either internally or externally. In this podcast, we address income planning for complex situations, leadership and ownership transitions, succession planning, exit strategies, generational wealth, and more. And now with a combined three decades of experience as both business owners and financial planners, here are your hosts, certified exit planner Brady Marlowe and credited estate planner Rob Wellendorf to help you navigate those challenging financial and emotional decisions. Hello and welcome to the Business Owner Challenge podcast. My name is Brady Marlowe and I'm joined, of course, by Rob Wallendorf. Hi, Rob. Hello. And we are here to navigate the waters of business transition with you today. Last week, we framed out more, generally speaking, an internal sale and some of the uh, challenges that come to, to mind when contemplating an internal sale. We thought it would be best to bring a case study uh, to the podcast. Uh, That's how we learn. I think that's how business owners learn from anecdotal evidence. So let's unpack a case and we will uh, redact names, change businesses. uh, But it is in reference to a case that we had worked on this year. So as we think back to how we are introduced uh, to the business owner. Uh, this is, uh, I would say, a family business. Uh, Rob, how did we receive that introduction? Yeah, that's. it was a phone call. And we've talked before about the team and the team members, of course, the CPA, the attorney, the commercial lender, the financial advisor, the commercial insurance representative, the group benefits expert. Oftentimes there's a separate retirement plan, uh, uh, professional or specialist. And we get introduced uh, to the business owner virtually from all of these. Uh, this particular case was the financial advisor. And what I found interesting when he placed the call into our office, he essentially had uh, described to us a business owner, second generation with the goal and objective to move this business to the third generation. However, at, at, the point where the financial advisor had been working with this particular client of, of his felt like there's really nothing else or nothing more I can do to assist. I keep hearing things from the owner as it relates to this transition, as it relates to uh, the owner and, and his wife's lifestyle going forward. And uh, again, the financial advisor just felt that he'd exhausted his expertise uh, his knowledge and and simply the uh, the services and advice he could give this gentleman. And no case is the exact same. I do think, however, this one had at least some characteristics that we often see. We had a operating company, S-Corp, uh, owned some real estate for the business in a separate LLC, owned several houses, had children living in some lake house uh, vacation uh, winter home as well. So as you see, there's multiple entities. um, And I think it can be overwhelming to some degree when you're running the day to day of a business. Uh, 
where were some of the places that you felt the business owner uh, articulated that they were stuck when you first had that conversation with them? Sure. And I'll, as you have done, I'll blend in some of the fact pattern uh, as it relates to the case. And then as it relates to your question, at this current time, the second generation owner had already, when, when we were introduced, had already made the decision to sell 10% of his ownership to uh, one of his children. So we have 90% dad, 10% son. I should also mention they have four children in total, three of which are in the business, one is not. So to be clear, we've got three children in the business. One of the three own 10% of the S corporation, the operating company. The LLC, which owns the land and the equipment, is still 100% owned by dad as we walk into this particular case. So this uh, point of being perhaps paralyzed, stuck, uh, wonderment about what do I do next, uh, he had already made the decision to engage, involve one of his children as an owner. And I think, Brady, I'm smiling as I say this, we could have a separate podcast on uh, why I'm not always very excited about this 10% transfer, whether it's family or non-family. We see it so often. Owner feels like, I really need to lock up this key person, so I'm going to give or sell 10%. Is that in a book somewhere? We see it so often, it, it's, people come to us and they say, well, we've, we've given this 10% or bonus to often the 10% or they've paid for it through salary, uh, but no real forethought past there. They just wanted to get the ownership going. I know your question didn't elicit a response. Right. Is it in a book somewhere? It will not be in my book. Uh, it, it, it typically uh, is wrought with issues. Again, we'll talk about that perhaps in a separate podcast. So your question about the owner being stuck, he was really truly trying to figure out, does it make sense to transfer more than this 10%? And if so, when? And if you think about the operating business, which is not dissimilar to nearly every business, there's going to be some demands on cash and cash flow. This particular business, they were looking at expanding and picking up some more land. They also had a fair amount of equipment that was tired and outdated. So looking at potentially somewhere between three and $4 million of capital expenditures in the next two to three years between land and equipment. So that is quite the demand on cash. Simultaneously, dad and mom uh, have decided are in the process of building a new home, uh, a home that's valued at uh, virtually twice the value of their, their current home. So again, I'm talking about some strain or stress on cash flow. If the owner is already sharing the cash flow, again, a pass-through entity, uh, S corporation, 90%, 10%, if he's already sharing uh, every dollar, 90 cents to him, 10 cents to his son, um, does it make sense or when should he go ahead and, and proceed with another, say, 10%, since that is indeed his ultimate goal to get this company transitioned to that next generation? So. I've outlined a couple of the strains on cash, which of course 
causes the owner to not only pause, but in this case or this situation, we had discovered had caused quite a bit of stress for the owner and discomfort. And this was right on the heels of finishing off a significant payment to a previous partner uh, while also blending in what their personal income planning looks like uh, beyond the business funding, trying to max fund a uh, deferred compensation plan. Uh, So really balancing, where do those dollars go? Do we reduce the debt on some of these properties? Do we fund our retirement? Uh, Do we upgrade equipment? Uh, Do we start to uh, give more shares to the sun, which we'll take from our profit? That's a lot of questions to uh, yellow pad out and give the correct weighting to each one. So I think that just points to where he was at and why our process was helpful uh, to start laying it out. And your response and your reaction, those are a lot of questions. Keep in mind, those are a lot of questions. Yes. However, when you overlay mom and her wishes, looking at us and saying, well, we have two other children in the business. Does it make sense? Or when should they have ownership? So you have that environment. That is part of the environment in this situation as well. And then as we were talking about internal transition, part of the, of, of our process, and I think should be everybody's process is to actually interview, um, conversation might be a better word with the key employees, family members in the business. Uh, I know everybody has a thought as to what the family members might want. Oh yes. My son or daughter, they'll just take over when I'm done. Um, sometimes that's not always the case. Yeah, my huge smile again. You learn so much when you have conversations, discussions with that next generation, whether it's family or non-family. When the owner has identified a key employee or key employees and starts to describe the plan or planning or wishes and desires of that next generation, that's one perspective only. And to hear from that next generation from uh, their lens, wearing their shoes, uh, it's very seldom perfectly aligned with what we'd heard from the uh, owner. And I think it gets uh, a little bit gray as to ownership versus control or operations in the business as well. So uh, we might be talking about a state equalization being fair to all children, but fair in the, as far as the business operations go, might be different percentages to put it in a, a more clear way. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and just maybe to say a little bit more after being introduced to the owner, uh, and again, the owner's uh, wife, uh, we really have to think about uh, multiple phases in in how we're going to provide assistance or help to to the business owner and their family. Initially, we're thinking about and looking at uh, almost a what I call, and I put it in quotes, an emergency break glass type plan. We have to look at, gosh, what if the uh, owner, uh, founder, uh, owner, whatever the case may be, what if, uh, what if uh, he or she is unable to perform the duties that they've been doing currently? What does that look like? And that uh, requires a tremendous amount of uh, work in and around the risk management area. 
once we feel confident and comfortable, and again, this takes time and it takes analysis, but once we feel confident and comfortable that we have this emergency break glass plan in place, then I believe we move to that next significant phase where we think the cash, cash flow as we understand these entities is protected and perhaps a little more predictable. And that's where I believe the real planning takes place as it relates to an internal transition. And I love the the break glass mentality. It, I, I feel it sets the the stage and plants the seeds to actually seeing this company not being so owner dependent. Uh, then we have to think about income for the owner, then the transition, and then uh, philanthropy is one area that we've started to uncover with this family as well. Um, I'll let you put your airline analogy here as I described that, uh, break glass, personal income, business. And then as we think of philanthropy, what's that expression you use uh, when I think of an airline? I say, <laughs> as it relates to the pre-flight, uh, uh, safety check, they say, put the, uh, oxygen mask on yourself first and then aid those around you. So many of the owners want to take care of their children and grandchildren and key employees and continue to give uh, uh, to the charities of their choice. Uh, And we pause and pump the brakes and say, well, let's make sure before you give it away and before you take care of the key employees and the grandchildren, let's make sure you're going to be okay financially uh, uh, into the future. And that could be 30 to 35 years in many cases. So let's wrap up there. I'm, I'm excited to touch on philanthropy. There are numerous ways that uh, you can turn the wealth creation that the business has um, created for your family into uh, assisting those in the community and causes you care about as well. So that will be another show up next week. We are going to talk about readiness for an external transition, and we'll have a case study to follow that as well. So thank you, Rob. Always appreciate your insights. You're very welcome, Brady. All right. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Business Owner Challenge. Don't leave your business transition to chance. Your family, employees, and community will benefit from a proactive written secession and exit plan. To find out how to start, please contact Brady Marlowe and Rob Willendorf at Execso. Call 402-991-1700 or visit them online at execso.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services offered through Exexo, registered investment advisor. Exexo and Cambridge are not affiliated. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research Inc. Broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC.